Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. Our weekly gospel, this is week three, weekly gospel, is Mark 1, 12 and 13. Mark 1, 12 and 13. This is about Jesus as God's faithful son. Jesus is God's faithful son who overcomes temptation even in the face of great sacrifice and suffering. Temptation is difficult on its own. Amen? Temptation is hard enough by itself to overcome sin, to be faithful, to be obedient, to pursue holiness. But even in the face of great sacrifice and suffering and hunger in fasting in the wilderness, Jesus proves himself the faithful Son of God. Mark 1, 12 and 13, the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. This is after his baptism, which was the, the uh, anointing of Christ for his earthly ministry, empowering of Christ for his earthly ministry. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals. And the angels were ministering to him. He was in the wild. He was being ministered to by angels. This is such a short description of that wilderness experience and the temptations we see from the other gospels, the different temptations and the, the, how he overcame those temptations using scripture. But here it's just a quick glance at it. But it is so important as Mark continues to drive home this point that Jesus is the Son of God. And if I am going to be a son of God, and if you are going to be a child of God, a son of God, a daughter of God, an heir of God's inheritance in heaven, you must by faith be united to the Son, capital S, of God, Jesus Christ. This goes, the, the word Son is not used in this paragraph, but that's what I'll explain in just a moment. It's still about his sonship in a special way. You go back to Mark 1. One, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Some have argued that that's Mark's title for the gospel. That's the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then everything else he writes is just fleshing that out. Either way, that's how he begins. The central point is this. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then go down to verse 11. At his baptism, a voice came from heaven. There could not be... A voice of higher dignity. There could not be a, verse, a, a, a voice of higher authority. A voice came from heaven. It's the voice of the Father. You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Jesus is the Son of God. He's the obedient, faithful Son of God. A representative, a human representative of God on earth who obeys God perfectly. He submits to the will of God perfectly. He loves God with all of his heart, all of his soul, all of his strength, all of his mind. He loves God with every word he speaks and every tone of voice with which he speaks. He honors the Father in all that he does. He's the Son of God. He's the Son of God. Adam was called a Son of God. Luke 3.38. Don't try to turn to these, 
uh, I'll read them. Luke 3.38, in the genealogy that Luke gives, just picking it up in the middle, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Adam was the son of God. In Genesis 5.3, when Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son. This is going to be Seth, but listen to the language as uh, Moses here, writing Genesis, describes that son. He, Adam, fathered a son in his own likeness after his own image and named him Seth. So a son is in the image and likeness of his father. And that comes right from Genesis 1.1, the original creation, where God created man. He created Adam in his own image and likeness. Adam was the son of God. Let me ask you something. Did Adam overcome temptation? Adam did not overcome temptation. He was not a faithful son. He was not an obedient son. He was not a faithful representative ruler of God on earth. And calling God a father highlights his love, highlights his care, but it also highlights that he's the one who brought you into existence. The highlight, uh, the role of a son would be to obey the father and worship the father and love the father and represent the father faithfully according to the father's word, not your own word. Adam was a son, but he was not a faithful son. Israel was also called a son of God. Exodus 4, 22, Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son, representative of God on earth, a corporate son, a national son. Hosea 11, 1, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my Son, that probably sounds familiar when Matthew uses that, it's fulfilled in Christ. But original historical context, this is referring to Israel, God's chosen son. Let me ask you something. Did Israel overcome temptation? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They were not a faithful son. Jesus is the faithful son. That's the point that Mark will continue to drive home and that I pray, oh Holy Spirit, drive this home into our hearts every day that Jesus is your one and only faithful Son. The 40 days in the wilderness, Mark 1.13, Jesus was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. You can study this in your own devotions beginning in Numbers 14.32 and following. That harkens back to... God's judgment, God's punishment on Israel in the wilderness. They were 40 years in the wilderness because they got to the edge of the promised land and they were afraid to go in, which is, which is basically a statement of saying, God, you're not powerful enough. You're not able to give us the land that you promised us. God rebuked them and their punishment was 40 years wandering the wilderness and do you remember what the 40 years, where that came from, what that represented? 40 days spying out the land. I said, I'm going to give you one year for each day spying out the land. Can you and I overcome temptation? No. Not on our own. Not on our own. And even as children of God, united to Christ by faith, filled with the Holy Spirit, having God's Word, we cannot overcome temptation perfectly. God will keep you humble. God will keep us desperate. God will keep us crying out for mercy, which is right where we want to be. We, we can.
can be true sons and daughters of the Most High God if we come to Jesus Christ based on His faithfulness, based on His obedience. He's the Son of God. We can be sons in Him. It's not about gender. It's about being in the household of God, being reconciled to God, being an heir of God and a co-heir with Christ. We can be sons in the Son because He was faithful. And this temptation... This temptation in the wilderness is just one glance at his faithfulness. It's one aspect of his faithfulness. Let's pray. Father.